Happy 420. I'm Kai, and you are listening to Stone Cold Murder. Thank you for tuning in for Season 2, Episode 2, The Murder of James Adamski. Just a PSA, if you have any information to help solve a crime, you can go to www.crimestoppers.com to report any information anonymously. This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my beautiful people. We are here in St. Louis, here on this road trip. We are here with Christian, our guest. So who died? So who died? Well, I'm going to let you know. Are you ready for this? We're here in St. Louis visiting Christian because we're going to see fucking Metallica. And sing them tomorrow. Fuck yeah, we are. Are you going to fucking die? I hope not. I want to see it. I feel that. I, I, I also want to see it. As yeah. Well. yeah. So I don't, yeah, you don't I hope die. I don't fucking die. Are you going to cry? Ooh, I'll weep if they play Sanitarium. He's going to weep. You hear this audience. We're going to cry. We have both B and Matt here too. Mm. Yeah, so this is a Halloween cake. Okay. What was your favorite <laughs> Halloween candy as a kid? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know. Are you going to be a psychopath and yeah. say candy corn? Candy corn. <laughs> Candy corn is good. I like candy corn. I like Snickers. Snickers is fat. They do. They I'm not a big fan of Snickers. Why? I don't like them. You like Twix? Oh, boo, fuck Ooh. yeah. You like Kit Kats? Fuck yeah. Well, it's and Halloween. They... I was thinking, I, so like, what was your favorite let Halloween me, candy let me, as a kid? You... And is it the same? Oh, you guys are adult. talking about it's chocolate and you're forgetting about banana Laffy Taffy. Ew! Banana Laffy Taffy is foul. Banana Laffy Taffy is stuff you get at Epcot. No, 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 no. Shut up. No, you can only buy that by Florida people in Epcot. Whatever. I'm a Florida person in Epcot. So you're saying Banana Laffy Taffy is your Halloween. And that was as a kid Mm. and to this day? Yes. That's like a summer candy. No. All year. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Bananas are always in season. <laughs> I would, in fact, color. I wish we had some banana Laffy Taffy. Bitch, we fucking do. Where? In that bag that I would, Matt brought. I would propose yeah, a, change, a change in the Halloween t- tradition of doing savory tr- treats. I'm here for that. I love like a savory Like getting treat. entire, filling up your sack full of jerky. A sack of jerky. A sack of jerky. I saw someone was giving out chili dogs. Yeah, dude. Chili dogs are fat. And pierogies. What's a pierogi? A pierogi is like Isn't um. That a dog? No, it's um like a, a dumpling, corgi? but it has mashed potatoes inside. Mm. They're fucking amazing. Interesting. <laughs> They're really I good. I would like. They're popular in Michigan. Chinese food, Halloween, but they give you Chinese food like takeout, mm. and it's just filled <laughs> with orange chicken. <laughs> you can open them real quick. We'll stop. All right, so. Mm-hmm. This is the murder of uh, James Adamski. James Adamski. Yes, have you heard of this case? No. All right, let's fucking get into it. See? Would you know? No. Okay. So this takes place on October 31st. Yeah. Well, this is October 30th Makes sense. of 1982 in Chicktawaga. New York. I don't think I said that right, Chicago? but no. it's spelt cheek toe 
Wagga. Wag. Uh. Cheek to wagga. So James Adamski was 18 years old on the evening of October 30th. He got dressed up in his costume, and there was a party at this bar that was called Fifth and Twenty Third, and it was a costume party. At this time, I guess the legal age of drinking was eighteen, so he was able to get in the bar and drink. All he had to do was pay this one-time fee. Thanks, Bill Clinton. Thanks for fucking it all up. Thanks for ruining a good time. <laughs> A fucking good time. Yeah, because we're ruining getting drunk at 18. At 18. That's what James was going to do. Yeah. James seemed cool, honestly. Wear, uh, what costume was he wearing? So it said that James was dressed in American Gigolo costume, oh. which was a movie at the time about. American Gigolo. Yeah, it's about a man who's. What was the. The. God. What. The actor. Rob Schneider, what movie was he in? <laughs> in a carrot. Deuce Bigelow, male Bigelow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same vibe, except this one was, like, not a comedy. This was, like, it's a sexy depressing. one. Well, it's a sexy one, because he's this hot... It's sexy depressing. Sexy depressing, sure. I, yeah, I'm sure it is depressing. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. But he was dressed up as this, um... He's a male sex worker. Um, called American Gigolo. So that's what he was dressed up as... This bar was located on the corner of Transit Road and Weldon Avenue in Depew, New York. And it was about four miles from where James's home was. So, since the bar was so close, mm-hmm. James was just thinking he's just going to walk to the bar. And he's going to celebrate Halloween and drink and all of that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the American Gigolo costume mm-hmm. right there. See it? So he's dressed up snazzy. He's feeling his oats, you know, he's looking good. Before he goes to the party, he made sure to tell his younger brother that he hopes he has a good time trick-or-treating. He's like, I hope you have a good time trick-or-treating, kid. And then gave him a kiss on the forehead. And Andy said this was, unfortunately, the last time he saw his brother James. How old was his younger brother? I don't know, I didn't look at that. But young enough to still go be like trick or treating. So, so, at least under eighteen. Under eighteen. Because that's how old James is. So I think that's like so cute and wholesome as fuck. We <laughs> call it deductive reasoning. At least under eighteen, he's the younger brother. He's the younger brother. First of all, I think that's fucking wholesome as fuck, and heartbreaking at the same time that he like made sure that he. You know, at least talked to his younger brother, gave him a little kiss on the head, and was like, I hope you have a good time too, buddy. Like, that's sweet. So, James is making his way to the party, and he is seen by other friends and people at the bar. Most people mentioned that he was really drunk, and that he had actually gotten into a little fight at the bar. So, nobody knew what the fight was about, but it didn't seem like it was a fight fight, but maybe just like a little bit of an argument. And things were figured out before anything got physical. Yeah, what's up? Wait. Since you have a question. Yeah. And I who, the was, who did they get in a fight with? Someone at the bar. It but didn't no really say. Specific? No, nobody specific. And it these guys were later interrogated. Because I guess they were able to find who they were. Okay. So, But they were able to like brush things off and coexist at the bar for the rest of the night after this altercation happened, so it didn't seem like it was a big deal. 
The last time James was seen at the bar was about 3.30 a.m. on October 31st, so Halloween morning. He was seen leaving with a girl that he was drinking with at the bar. And the two left the bar together and continued to walk down Transit Road, which is the road that the bar's on, until they eventually ended up splitting ways at some point down the road. So James continued his walk down Transit Road, and this girl would be the last person to see James alive that night. And we're going to take a smooth break. And we're back. All right. We're going to talk about James's parents. On the morning of October 31st, they realized that he wasn't home. And this is, like, really not like James at all. And immediately, they were like, fuck. He doesn't normally stay out and not let us know. So, they immediately went to the police with that sick-to-their-stomach feeling that's every fucking parent's worst nightmare. And she just, James's mother felt that overwhelming fear just like consume her immediately and knew that it was wrong and they immediately went to the police station to make a police report and the search for James began immediately. So weeks went by with absolutely zero sign of him anywhere and his family's fears and pain grew with each passing day without him. But finally on December 26th, so the day after Christmas, Two men who were out hunting for rabbits stumbled on what looked like just a pile of leaves and rocks. This was right near the railroad tracks, just off the road, in kind of like a wooded area. James's body was found in a shallow grave with twigs and leaves on top of it. James's remains were found just four miles away from where he went missing on Ransom Road in Lancaster. James was still wearing his Halloween costume when he was found. So the official cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. He was likely beaten to death with some type of blunt instrument. And he had numerous wounds from blows to his forehead. The injuries were described as severe damage to the front and side of the skull, inflicted by at least a dozen separate severe blows by blunt and semi-blunt objects. So a very fucking brutal death. So, the medical examiner suspects that the murder weapon was possibly a baseball bat or a two-by-four plank of wood or maybe even a tire iron, which is absolutely horrifying. But it says by a blunt and a semi-blunt object. So, it sounds like maybe more than one. So, like, incomplete. Could be. Interesting. Very right. That's bad. Other than James being seen like drunk at the bar and having that one little altercation and the walk home with the girl, not much is known from that night from him. The girl was questioned along with the people he was seen in the altercation with and neither of them were considered suspects after the initial questioning. Police can only really theorize on what happened that night because they don't really have any other information. Their theory is that James was possibly picked up as he was headed home, still very intoxicated by either a stranger or someone he knew. And it's possible that he either willingly got into the vehicle or was forced into the vehicle. After getting in it, it was believed that James possibly got into an altercation with the driver or multiple passengers, or they already had. Wait, how did they determine there was a car? That's what I want to know. Did they didn't. Uh uh. They're just guessing. I think they're just they're just theorizing. Cause they have nothing. So 
but they're like, well, maybe either he they already had it planned that they were gonna kill him, or I just I don't know how you could jump to that conclusion immediately. Fun fact, Christian, girls do it all the time. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I can't see that. Did you listen to the West Memphis Three kids? I didn't. Go back to that one. You'll be very fucking upset with that fucking case. It's a two-hour episode, so be prepared. But you want to see some police? Just like absolute, just the worst police work you'll ever see? Go listen to any podcasts on that. It doesn't have to be mine. But it would be cool if you listen to mine. <laughs> Just or even the the Paradise Lost documentaries on the case, you're gonna Paradise Lost. Yeah, that's what it's called. Interesting. It's um a case about three um, teenage boys who get convicted of a murder that they didn't do, and they spent 18 years in jail. Oh, that sounds like that. That's what I'm saying. Those and they had zero play. information on these guys. Oh, like, I never said it. Damn. <laughs> All right. The warning with the hood. So they either think that the driver or multiple passengers had it in for them to like harm James and James was then beaten to death and his killer or killers drove his body to where it was found and buried it. That's so sad. It's horrible. Really, truly horrible. He was just trying to have a good night, party, you know, have a good time in his nice costume. and mm-hmm. The shallow grave is always a reoccurring. Yeah, we don't like a shallow grave. Why not? It's disrespectful. Why wouldn't you plan ahead? Like well, a deeper thought well, of. A deeper thought. I mean, that's, I think that's the thing with a lot of these is they're not planned. This guy, <laughs> this one is not planned. You need to tell me someone who's going to kill somebody doesn't think ahead. Some people don't. How, how does that happen? You're just like in a five minutes, you're like, yes, murdered. <laughs> yes, murder. We're gonna. I don't understand it, right honestly. Now. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, maybe Explain he was with a girl that was uh, with, you know, maybe it was like girl's boyfriend or something stupid, you know? I think these people have thought about it that someday they're gonna kill and then they, they could. snap. And then they just do fucking it. snap. Remember, Remember that episode of South Park? Which one? Where uh, Butters reads uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Like, Kill John Lennon. Kill John Lennon. Kill John Lennon. Kill John Lennon. Yep. Be, that's a good episode. That's what happens, it seems like. <laughs> so, Lancaster police interviewed hundreds of people, but every lead went cold and no re- arrests have ever been made in this case. James's brother, Andy, stated that the murder caused a lot of pain in his family. He says his mother was never the same afterwards. Always terrified that the person who killed James would also kill Andy. Both of James' parents passed away in the 2000s without ever knowing who killed their son. Police believe that James's murder will only be solved if someone who knows something about the murder comes forward. However, I believe with the same amount of advanced technology in the world that there is a chance that we could get more information about James's murder and eventually find out the truth. In 2017, Lancaster Police in Flynn put a spotlight on the case by announcing an $11,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest. But still, nothing of value has come to light in this case. We want the family to know that on no uncertain terms will this case remain open until we find the person responsible for it, said Gerald Gill, chief police at the Lancaster Police Department. 
So other than that, we really don't have anything about James or nobody's come forward, nobody's been arrested, nothing. And let's see that. It's been quite a long time. 1982. Yeah, I couldn't imagine like my son just like not knowing anything that happened to him for so long, you know? Before we end the podcast, we're going to go ahead and get a little bit into who James was as a person. And who was James Adamski? In 1982, James was 18 years old, and he lived in Cheektowaga, New York, with his mother and father and younger brother. A Depew High School senior went missing on Halloween night. From all accounts, he was a super friendly guy, well-liked in high school. He loved art, bowling, and hanging out with his friends. He also loved Halloween. He was described as the type of person who would give you the shirt off his back. James didn't have any known enemies. Anyone with information regarding this crime can report anonymous tips to Crime Stoppers Buffalo at 716-867-6161 or through the Crime Stoppers Buffalo website at crimestoppersbuffalo.com or email the information to info at crimestoppersbuffalo.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, we want you to leave. Thank you so much for being on this episode with us, Christian. Mm -hmm. It was a fun road trip out here to be with you. Mm -hmm. We're really excited to go to Metallica tomorrow. And thank you again for being on the show. Appreciate it. Until next time, stay high. Stay safe. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.